and uh, the topic is the tafsir now we go into the explanation of the second surah after surah an-naba that comes after surah an-naba uh, brother small kindness if he can follow with us in surah an-nazi'at the tafsir of surah an-nazi'at uh, before I start, I would uh, I have this uh, opening statement. By the will of Allah, no one knows when he or she will die except Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The appointed term of the hour is hidden from us. A person drives his car and may not return home. Only the news of his death may reach a relative or a friend. Sudden death is something real and its cases are vivid. The question is what have we prepared for the day of recompense? We may be committing sins every day but are we seeking forgiveness? And if we do, are we fulfilling the conditions of tawbah, seeking Allah's forgiveness? The day that passes is considered gone and the day to come we may not live to see. The present day is the one we can invest in for the hereafter. If we live our days in accordance with Allah's book and the Prophet ﷺ authentic sunnah as understood and applied by the righteous predecessors from the companions and those who follow their path until the day of resurrection, then we hope that Allah will save us from the torment of the grave and from the horrors of the day of recompense. If we spend our days following the astray ways in belief and in acts of worship, then we can only blame ourselves. Then we can only blame ourselves. This is the introduction for the tafsir, for the exegesis, the explanation of Surah Al-Nazi'at. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the first verse of chapter 79, wal أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والنازعات غرقا Allah is swearing in this ayah by those angels who pull out the souls of the disbelievers and wicked with great violence in this verse and the next four verses and the next four verses Allah makes an oath by the angels that the day of reckoning is certain to come this surah, this chapter was revealed in Mecca and it also has other names it is called As-Sahira meaning the day when they will be brought out to the open that is after death it is also known as At-Tam meaning the greatest catastrophe that is the day of recompense the angels, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes an oath by the angels that the day of reckoning is certain to come the angels are beings created to serve Allah and execute His specific commands. They are from the world of the unseen. We do not see them, but we believe that they are real beings created from nur, from light, as the Prophet ﷺ explained in the hadith related by Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. He وسلم, said angels were created from nur, from light. And al-jan, meaning the jinn, were created from smokeless frame, 
flame of fire and Adam was created as was described to you that is from clay this is collected by Imam Muslim in his authentic book Sahih Muslim and by others also Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim Al-Jawthiyya may Allah's mercy be upon him said quote most of the scholars of tafsir of the explanation or interpretation of the Quran agree that this chapter of Al-Nazi'at refers to the angels who pull out the souls the children of Adam from their bodies and they are a group as it has been stated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other verses in other verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says تَوَفَّتْهُ رُسُلُنَا in Surah Al-An'am chapter 6 verse 61 our messengers take his soul and in another verse إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ the brothers are uh, brothers small kindness are uh, asking if it could the dread dots could be removed uh, see if what could be done about this inshallah if they don't want to put text then inshallah that will be okay so in both verses uh, uh, in both verses um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the messengers of the angels as in chapter 4 verse 97 verily as for those who the angels take in death so Imam Ibn Qayyim is saying that the angels are a group that pull the souls of Bani Adam, the children of Adam. Regarding this verse, Now we have another verse in the Quran where it came in single. Like for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Sajda, Surah 32, verse 11, The angel of death who is set over you will take your souls. It either refers to one angel who has his own assistance or what is meant may be the kind, not the actual number, meaning not the actual number of one. As in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا And if you count the ni'mah, the ni'mah means grace. And the force therefore this verse does not mean a single grace of Allah. Because certainly the graces of Allah is what is referred to in the first. And if you count the ni'mah of Allah, never could you be able to count them. So although it came in the single, but it refers to the kind. And the grace of Allah is endless. So, some of the great sahaba, the companions of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, including Ali bin Abi Talib, Ibn Mas'ud, Ibn Abbas, and others said that this chapter and Nazi'at are quote the angels that pull the souls of Bani Adam the angels that pull the souls of the children of Adam Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anh may Allah be pleased with him said quote it refers to the souls of the kuffar from Bani Adam the kuffar the disbelievers from Bani Adam where the angel of death pulls the soul from beneath every hair from under the nails and from the veins and the nerves of the feet he drags it as a pronged roasting fork is pulled through wet wool end of quote in fact the prophet sallallahu described the encounter of the angels with the kuffar 
at the time of death by saying he وسلم, said when the kafir when the kafir is leaving the life of this world and going on to the next meaning the hereafter powerful and severe angels with black faces descend upon him carrying with them coarse sack clothes from hell and they sit from him at a distance as far as the eye can see then the angel of death arrives and sits by his head and says O you foul soul come out to Allah's wrath and anger the soul spreads slowly through the body so he violently drags it out like multi-pronged skewers being pulled out from wet wool tearing with them the arteries and nerves the pulling of the soul occurs to all the children of Adam and it's violently and intensely intensely is not only confined to the kafir Allah the most majestic and exalted said describing the agonies of death of the kuffar and the wrongdoers وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذِ الظَّالِمُونَ فِي غَمَرَاتِ الْمَوْتِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ بَاصِطُوا أَيْدِيهِمْ أَخْرِجُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ الْيَوْمَ تُجْزَوْنَ عَذَابَ الْهُونَ and if you could but see when the, the kuffar, the disbelievers, the sinful and the wicked are in the agonies of death while the angels are stretching forth their hands saying deliver your souls today you shall be recompensed from, with the torment of degradation this is in Surah Al-An'am chapter 6 verse 93 and in Surah Al-Anfal which is Surah 8 verse 50 وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ يَتَوَفَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا الْمَلَائِكَةِ يَضْرِبُونَ وُجُوهَهُمْ وَأَدْبَارَهُمْ وَذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْحَرِيقِ and if you could see when the angels take away the souls of those who disbelieve at death they smite their faces and their backs saying taste the punishment of the blazing fire then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the coming verse swears again by the angels who gently and smoothly extract the souls of the believers Allahu Akbar this is the contrast Allah in the next verse was said by those angels who gently take out the souls of the believers the believers love Allah and love to meet Allah when death approaches they receive the glad tidings of Allah's mercy and blessings upon them they know then that they will move to a better place than the one they are living or leaving behind the Prophet ﷺ explained this matter in the hadith related by Ubad ibn Samit radiallahu ta'ala anhu he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reported said in this hadith no voice how about now no voice <coughs> can you hear me please any voice Assalamu alaikum. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, please? Okay. Alhamdulillah. Yes, I am here. So you ha- you hear me now? Alhamdulillah. 
do you hear sister okay alhamdulillah so where was the interruption could you remind me so that I uh, so that you don't miss anything inshallah I was referring to uh, just the last part okay the last part we're talking about the tafsir of referring to the angels who gently take the souls of the believers and we said that the believers love Allah and love to meet Allah and that when they or when death approaches them uh, they receive the glad tidings of Allah's mercy and blessings upon them they know then that they will move to a better place than the one they are leaving behind the Prophet ﷺ explained this in the authentic hadith reported by Ubaid ibn Samit radiallahu ta'ala anhu and it is collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim and in the text reported by Muslim the Prophet ﷺ said whoever loves to meet Allah Allah too loves to meet him and whoever hates to meet Allah Allah too hates to meet him Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha or some of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ said quote but we dislike death End of quote. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam responded by saying, It is not like this, but it is meant that when the time of death of the believer approaches, he receives the good news of Allah's pleasure with him and his blessings upon him. And so at the time, or at that time, there is nothing more dear to him, meaning to the believer, than what is in front of him. He therefore loves to meet Allah, and Allah too loves the meeting with him but when the time of death of the kafir of the disbeliever approaches he receives the evil news of Allah's torment and his requital whereupon nothing is more hateful to him than what is before him therefore he hates the meeting with Allah and Allah too hates the meeting with him in fact the Prophet ﷺ explained in the hadith narrated by Al-Bara ibn Azib that quote when the believing servant is leaving this world and entering the next hereafter angels with white faces as if their faces were the sun carrying with them burial sheets that is shrouds and scents called hamut descend to him from al-jannah from paradise they sit away from him as far as the eye can see then the angel of death arrives and sits by his head and says O oh, good soul and in another, in another narration O oh, confident soul come out to forgiveness from Allah and his pleasure he the Prophet ﷺ continued saying thereupon the soul comes out of the body just as a drop flows out from the mouth of the drinking vessel and he takes it and in another, in another narration when the soul comes out all of the angels between the skies and the earth supplicate for Allah's blessing upon him those who believe and stay on the straight path of Allah they will neither fear nor grieve at the time of death إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوعَدُونَ Verily those who say, Our Rabb Allah is Allah alone, and then stand straight on the path of Tawheed, and having obeyed the commands of Allah, 
on them the angels will descend at the time of their death saying fear not nor grieve but receive the glad tidings of Al Jannah of paradise which you have been promised I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those then comes the third verse Allah is making an oath and by those that swim along Abdullah bin Mas'ud Ali bin Abi Talib Sa'id ibn Jubayr and Mujahid in one narration and others commented that Allah the Exalted is still swearing by the angels and that the angels who seize the souls of the believers swim inside the bodies to extract the souls like the divers who dive to remove certain objects from the sea other commentators also said that this verse refers to the angels who hurriedly descend to execute to execute rather the command of Allah the Imam of Tafsir Mujahid also said that the verse describes the angels who quote swim in the court in their descent and ascent other reports considered that those who swim along refers to either or all of the following the angels planets swimming in their orbits like the sun and the moon ships death swimming in the bodies of offspring of Adam the souls of the believers eagerly swimming to meet Allah and this is reported by one saying of Ibn Abbas and the six horses in battle Imam Ibn Qayyim said the correct meaning is that of the angels where this where the context of the verses amounts to and this is very important he said that the correct meaning is that of the angels where the siyak in Arabic siyak means the context amounts to they make the naz'ah which we talked about earlier when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said one naz'at they make the act of naz'ah which is pulling out violently the souls of the kuffar and the sinful and also the nasht which is the gently extracting the souls of the believers which we talked about in verse 2 and swim inside the bodies to smoothly extract the souls of the believers by doing so he said they are hastening to carry out what they are commanded to do meaning the angels he said had the meaning of those who swim along being the ship, the stars or the souls then the verb of hastening and arranging in the next two verses that would come would have not been preceded by the letter fa in Arabic instead they would have been preceded by a conjunction of the letter wow and which means end so to make it short that from the linguistic point of view he was able also to deduct that the correct meaning regarding this verse 3 refers to the angels Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still making an oath by the angels and the fourth verse فَالسَّابِقَاتِ سَبْقَى فَالسَّابِقَاتِ سَبْقَى by those who hasten as in a race the ayah as most commentators say refers to the angels they hasten to carry out the command of Allah to its full strength or to its full extent rather they have the ability and strength bestowed upon them by Allah the most able or the all able 
Mujahid, the Imam of Tafsir, and Rauk, another Mufassir, said, quote, They are the angels. They hasten towards doing good and righteous good deeds, and attested to belief with the affirmation before the son of Adam. They hasten to take the souls of the believers to Al-Jannah, to Paradise. Some commentators, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mercy be upon them, said that the angels hasten to receive Al-Wahi, the revelation, and carry it to the prophets before the shayateen do so, before the devils do so. Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah explained that this necessitates that both the shayateen and the angels share in transmitting the wahi to the prophets and this is not true. Allah protects his wahi to the prophets from being snatched by the shayateen though they may be able to pick up some news from the angels of the near heaven related to what may occur in the world. And this is what is really used by the magicians and others and the soothsayers. So, the overwhelming yani majority of the commentators regarding this verse, فَالسَّابِقَاتِ sabqa, which is verse 4, is this, the oath of Allah by those who hasten, yani hasten to or press forward as in a race, referring to the angels. And they hasten towards doing good and to comply with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then comes verse 5, فَالْمُدَبِّرَاتِ amra. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still making an oath and by those angels who arrange to do the commands of Allah. The general consensus amongst the commentators is that those who arrange to carry out the commands of Allah are the angels. Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah said they are the angels. Allah put them in charge of certain matters which he made them or which he made known to them. Some of them are assigned to the children of Adam where they write their deeds and protect them, others are in charge of rain, vegetation, destruction, transmutation, winds and clouds. End of the words of Ibn Abbas. Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah also said, said, Allah in charged angels to move the orbits, the sun and the moon. Other angels are to take care of the winds and to direct them in accordance with Allah's commands. Angels are assigned to rain and to clouds, driving them to whatever they are commanded. It is confirmed that the Prophet said in the hadith related by Abu Hurairah. Listen to this great hadith. He, the Prophet said, while a man was in the wilderness, he heard a voice from the cloud commanding it, a voice commanding the cloud irrigate the garden of so and so. He heard the voice, command this voice, irrigate the garden of so and so. After that, the clouds slid aside and poured water on a stony ground. It filled a channel amongst the channels of that land. The man followed that water and he found a person standing in the garden busy in changing the course of water with the help of uh, a tool made of iron. He said to him, O slave of Allah, what is your name? He said, so and so. And it was the very name 
which he had heard from the clouds. The person said to the man, O slave of Allah, why do you ask me my name? He said, I heard the voice from the clouds from which the rain came saying, Water the garden of so and so, like your name. What do you do for the favor shown to you by Allah in this matter? He, this man said, Now as you state so, I look that, I look what yield I get, and I give third as a charity out of it, and I and my children eat one third of it, and one third I return it as an investment. This hadith is reported by Imam Muslim, Imam Ahmad and others. He subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusted the angels with the mountains also. It is confirmed that the angel of the mountains came to the Prophet ﷺ, greeted him with salam, and asked his permission, meaning the Prophet's permission, to destroy his people, the people of At-Ta'if, if the Prophet ﷺ wished so. He ﷺ said no. You know the people of Ta'if, when the Prophet ﷺ came to them, most of them rejected him. So the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the angel of the mountains and he came to the Prophet ﷺ, greeted him with salam and asked his permission to destroy the city of At-Ta'if which is close to Mecca. The Prophet ﷺ said no. I hope that Allah will let them beget children who will worship Allah alone and will worship none besides Allah. In fact, in the hadith, in the details of the hadith, the angel said, O Muhammad, order what you wish. If you like, I will let the two mountains, and he named them Abu Qubais and its opposite, at the extremities of Mecca, fall on them, fall on the people of At-Taif. The Prophet ﷺ answered by the answer that I gave you, no, but I hope that Allah will let them beget children who will worship Allah alone, and will worship none besides Allah. This hadith is related by Al-Bukhari and by Muslim. Allah also assigned an angel to the womb. And the angel says, O Rabb, O my Rabb, a nutfa, O Rabb, a alaqa, O Rabb, a mudgha. What does this really mean? Ya Rabb, O Rabb, referring to Allah. A nutfa, meaning a mixed drops mixed drops of male and female sexu- sexual charges orab alaqa a clot which is piece of thick coagulated blood orab o lord a mudra little lump of flesh and then if allah wishes to complete the chil- the child's creation the angel will say orab o lord a male or female orab wretched or blessed in this deen on his deen in his religion what will his livelihood be what will his age be? This hadith is as part of an authentic hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ ended it by saying the angel writes all of, his, all of this while the child is in the womb of his mother. Four angels are appointed to each slave in this world. Two angels watching him or her and keeping records of his or her deeds. One sitting on the right and one on the left. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّ عَلَيْكُمْ لَحَافِظِينَ 
kiraman katibin ya'lamuna ma taf'alun but verily over you are appointed angels in charge of mankind to watch you they are honorable in Allah's sight writing down your deeds they know all that you do and in another verse this verse is in verse in surah al-infitar which is surah 82 verse 10 and 12 and in surah qaf which is surah 50 verse 17 18 remember that the two receivers recording angels receive one sitting on the right and one on the left to note his or her actions not a word does he or she utter but there is a watcher by him or her to record it at least two other angels are before and behind man succeed in guarding him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لَهُ مُعَقِّبَاتٌ مِنْ بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِ يَحْفَظُونَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ for each person there are angels in succession, in succession before and behind him they guard him or her by the command of Allah in fact Abdullah bin Abbas commented on this verse by saying the angels in succession are appointed by Allah for the protection of man before and behind him when the decree of Allah in which the preordained would manifest itself upon him is to reach man the angels would leave him then these angels are included in uh, the ayah 61 of surah al-an'am in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَهْوَ الْقَاهِرُ فَوْقَ عِبَادِهِ وَيُرْسِلُ عَلَيْكُمْ حَفَظَةِ He, Allah, is Al-Qahir, the supreme above his slaves and he sends guardians, angels, guarding and writing all of one's good and bad deeds over you an angel has been assigned for death the angel of death and others to question the dead in their graves when a dead person is buried two black looking angels having blue eyes one called Munkar and the other called Nakir will come to man they will ask what did you say what did you used to say about this man about the Prophet Muhammad if he or she was a believer he will reply he is Allah's slave and messenger I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah alone and that Muhammad is Allah's slave and messenger and if he or she was a hypocrite he will say I heard people saying a word that is Muhammad the like of which I also said but I don't know that is whether he was truly a prophet or not and this hadith is reported by eternity angels of mercy and angels of torment angels giving support to the believer and pushing him to do good angels in charge of hell angels in charge of hell building it setting its fire and making its chains and iron colors angels appointed to al-jannah to paradise building and furnishing, furnishing it making its thrones cushions and rich carpets the matters of the upper world the lower world paradise and hell are arranged by the angels by the permission and command of Allah he subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them لا يسبقونه بالقول وهم بأمره يعملون they speak not until he Allah has spoken and they act on his command لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم 
وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ They disobey not from executing the commands they receive from Allah, but do that which they are commanded. Angels have been assigned to deceive, to keep them from overflowing, and to turn them into blazing fire, or make them overflow on the day of resurrection. That's why belief in the angels is one of the foundations of Iman, without which it is nullified. Recognizing these matters, it becomes evident that every move in this universe is caused by the angels, by the will of Allah, and that their moves are manifestations of their obedience to Allah's will and command. Thus the entire matter in an execution by the angels of whatever Allah wants to pass from His universal and legislative commands. What, or that is why the angels are called Malaika, which is derived from Al-Aluka, which means the message. They are the messengers of Allah to execute His command. Allah therefore made an oath by the angels and their deeds, because they are from the best of His creatures. He does not swear except by that which is great in itself or great for being one of his signs. Since the angels are linked to the concept of reward and punishment and to hereafter, Allah is swearing by them that the disbelievers will be held to, con- to account. يَوْمَ تَرْجُفُ الرَّاجِثَ تَتْبَعُهَا الرَّادِثَ Verses 6 and 7 The day when the first blowing of the trumpet is blown, the earth and the mountains will shake violently and Ar-Radifa the second blowing of the trumpet follows it a call for the Prophet ﷺ to remind the people about the day of resurrection when the first and the second blowing of the trumpet occurs Al-Hasan al-Basri rahimahullah said this verse refers to the two blows when the first blowing occurs every living being will die the second blowing raises the dead. Then he recited the saying of Allah, وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَصُعِقَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ وَنُفِخَ فِيهِ أُخْرَى فَإِذَا هُمْ قِيَامٌ يَمْرُونَ And the trumpet will be blown. And all who are in the heavens, and all who are on the earth, will swoon away. Except him whom Allah wills. Then it will be blown a second time, and behold, they will be standing looking on, waiting, as in Surah Al-Zumar, Surah 39, verse 68. Imam Mujahid said, Rahimahullah, the first blowing will cause the mountains and the earth to shake violently. Then with Ar-Rafida, the second blowing, the heavens will split asunder, and the earth and the mountains shall be removed from their places and crushed with a single crushing. I will stop here inshallah ta'ala this surah yani, will take some time to finish because there are so many yani, evidences and the hadith and the sayings of the sahaba regarding many of the verses of this uh, great surah so inshallah instead of uh, uh, yani, going uh, in a, on, a fa- on a fast on a fast in a fast way over them I will prefer to stop here 
so that inshallah we'll take more evidences from the sunnah as well as from the saying of the companions regarding some of these verses so inshallah we uh, finished the uh, up to the uh, end of verse uh, 7 uh, of this chapter which is the chapter of al-nazi'at and all of the first five uh, verses refer to the oath or by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making an oath by the angels in different ways as uh, explained earlier so and we gave some يعني, explanations to uh, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding the angels as well as the actions of some of angels and their assignments the belief in the angels constitute as you know one of the uh, six uh, pillars of al-iman and maybe inshallah on a separate uh, discussion we can go over these uh, articles of faith uh, uh, in, in details but for the moment inshallah this should be sufficient as regard to the uh, tasks carried on by the angels as, as well as their uh, executions of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make of this a benefit for me and you and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those whom he will bless with steadfastness on the time of questioning in the grave and after that wallahu ta'ala a'la wa a'lam wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa barakallahu fikum wa jazakumullahu khaira حط عليها أبيض هذا وخلاص الحين ما جبهش وجزاكم الله خير all of you this chapter is called النازعات سورة النازعات those who pull out those who pull out this was the tafsir the beginning of the tafsir this is called exegesis and or interpretation or commentary the tafsir of this chapter Al-Nazi'at Those who pull out It is in the banner Okay, Alhamdulillah Surah 79 Barakallahu fiqh Akhus more kindness And also this uh, Also is The tafsir also is I will put the word here It's also referred to as Exorcist There was, uh, and there were many hadith which I don't want to. I didn't want to go into every single one of them. And inshallah Taala, for those who want more about it, I can refer them to uh, to these hadith. For example, when we mentioned. Uh, How would I explain what exactly is in the actions of the angels? Now, the actions of the angels, first of all, as you heard earlier, Islam is beauty. 
uh, the angels now they are assigned uh, into specific tasks in this universe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have angels for the rain for the wind and just for mountains uh, so many uh, all of these have been proven by authentic narrations and uh, I was going to I was going to go over uh, that's now, now there should be inshallah there is no confusion regarding this uh, because there are yani, evidences from the Quran and or authentic sunnah regarding the tasks of these angels uh, and uh, inshallah this you know, triggers in fact the need for uh, a special topic regarding the angels and that is the belief in the angels when we go over the uh, pillars of faith inshallah ta'ala if you wish we can discuss that inshallah in more details um, for example uh, sister, uh, Islam is beauty uh, take for example the angels of mercy and the angels of torment uh, the prophet sallallahu said uh, there was a man from Bani Israel from the children of Israel who murdered 99 persons uh, then he then he set out asking whether his repentance could be accepted or not he came upon a monk and asked him if his repentance could be accepted the monk replied in the negative and so the man killed him killed the monk he already killed 99 and he completed 100 by killing the monk he kept on asking till a man advised him to go to such and such village so he left for it for that village but death overtook him on the way the Prophet said while dying he turned his chest towards that village where he had hoped his repentance would be accepted and so the angels of mercy this is the evidence and so the angels of mercy and the angels of punishment <coughs> quarreled amongst themselves regarding him the Prophet said Allah ordered the village towards which he was going to come closer to him and ordered the village when once he had come to go far away and then he ordered the angels to measure the distances between his body and the two villages so he was found to be one span closer to the village he was going to so he was forgiven this hadith is reported by Bukhari and uh, by Muslim by Ibn Majah and by Ahmed and the text I gave you is from uh, Sahih al-Bukhari and also in the hadith reported by Abu Hurairah and collected by An-Nasai the Prophet ﷺ said when death approaches the believer the angels of mercy come to him carrying a white sheet of silk and when death approaches the kafir the angels of torment arrive carrying coarse strips of cloth so yani this, uh, I'm just giving yani evidences and proofs for the, um, the angels and their tasks so we have learned now from this hadith or these two hadith that there are the angels, there are angels of mercy, as well as there are angels of torment, and uh, also there are angels giving support to the believer and pushing him to do good, and there are angels in charge of hell, as you know. Um, with respect to the uh, those supporting him to do good, <coughs> Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, 
إذ يوحي ربك إلى الملائكة أني معكم فثبت الذين آمنوا سألقي في قلوب الذين كفروا الرعب فاضربوا فوق الأعناق واضربوا منهم كل بنان as in chapter 8 and remember when you rub your lord inspired the angels saying verily I am with you so keep firm those who have believed keep firm those who have believed I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieved so strike them over the necks and smite over their fingers and toes and <coughs> this was in uh, some of the battles that took place between the believers and the non-believers so this inshallah should be suffice to uh, any, uh, uh, to provide evidence for the classifications of angels and their tasks and assignments Wallahu ta'ala a'la wa a'lam wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakum Allah khairan